Hi beautiful people, welcome to Conscious Revelation podcast. I'm your host Shivani and this is the place where we talk about spirituality, mindfulness, mindset and manifestation. Today we are in for a cosmic treat with Magic Kathy. Kathy specializes in helping women find their magic and their purpose with the tools of human design and astrology. As a Sagittarius rising, she loves to explore the world not only physically but mentally. Haleo Hart believes in the greatest potential of every human on this planet. We are all here for a reason and it's the fire in the soul to bring awareness to all of us so we can live more consciously and meaningfully. In today's episode, we are diving deeper into this topic to dis- decode and discover a soul's purpose through astrology. Kathy will be teaching us how to read our natal charts, how to understand our cosmic blueprints, how to discover a soul purpose through this beautiful tool of astrology so if this is something which excites you park yourself for the next 40 minutes because this is an exciting conversation a lot of people want to be uh, to want to choose one side of thought in the sense that either they follow astrology either they believe in astrology or they would like to say, no, I create my own reality. I manifest my own reality and it's my choice. So how would you like, like, what's your perspective on that school of thought? I think, or I know that everyone has free will. So of course it's your choice. And even, you know, when you look at a birth chart of someone and see someone with the same birth chart, these people will have different lives. It's, it's not like you never, you can never say, okay, if your birth chart is like that, it must be this. Um, obviously these energies in the birth chart support you, but to every placement, there is a highest and a lowest expression. And the journey of every single individual soul here on this planet is to align the ego with the soul, right? So there's always the chance and the option to choose that you more so identify with your ego, right? And then don't follow the path of your soul that is written in the stars. But the, the, the question is like, do you want to be fulfilled and happy? Because most of the time, to be really honest, if we just follow our ego, at the end of the day, we won't be happy and fulfilled. So it's like a shortcut if you follow your astrology blueprint, but no one can force you to do that and it's you know it's a good question a lot of people say or ask me like do i have to believe in astrology and i'm like no you literally don't do you believe in gravity no but it actually affects you every single day (laughs) right so you don't have to believe it it's just like that's just you know a law of the universe you don't have to believe it but it would help you yeah i love that like that's somehow my way of even explaining manifesting or be it even about explaining how the laws of the universe work and so is astrology it's not like it's a fact you believe it or not it's still working and i love how you said that uh hi kathy welcome to conscious revolution podcast and i'm so happy to have you on board today I have some really exciting, really curious questions for you because astrology is something I, being a Pisces son, I'm really, really interested in. And I've always been kind of reading and finding out my chart meanings and all of that stuff, like since I was, what, 17, 15, I guess. So yeah, that's definitely something I'm so excited about. Welcome. 
Thank you so much for your invitation. And I instantly thought, well, I didn't even ask you about your sun, moon and rising sign. So you're a Pisces sun. I want to know more about you. Like what, what's your moon and rising? Yeah. So my rising is Virgo and my moon is an Aquarius. Ooh, juicy. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that explains why my podcast is called Conscious Revolution. <laughs> yes. The definitely Aquarius moon and you're on the money and on time with everything shifting into Aquarius, which I'm pretty sure we will talk about anyways. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that conversation. So I think this is the perfect time to have this conversation in the middle of 2020 pandemic, where we are experiencing the greatest mass awakening, the greatest shift to the new age and 5D consciousness. How would you like to introduce your journey to astrology and astrology on the whole at this time? Why so many people are kind of like really waking up and really checking out like I suddenly see your zodiac signs and all of these conversations becoming the mainstream meme material. And it wasn't so like seven years back, I'm sure. Absolutely. Suddenly there's a shift. Yeah, there is a shift. And to be honest with you, like for me, I'm so grateful that the universe brought astrology into my life before all of the craziness happened because it's like my safety net now. I understand what's going on. You know, if I would not have astrology, I would literally probably go crazy. Um, maybe I would have another tool, but astrology really helps you understand why these things are happening, what the bigger picture of them is. And how the universe is actually talking to us, like speaking to us and how it's all actually, you know, perfectly divinely orchestrated. So it all makes sense. Um, and that really gives you safety because you also know, you know, when you follow astrology that nothing will ever last. Like it's always changing, always evolving. To, you know, even when you think about the moon, it's always moving. So there's always forward movement. We can't, we, we are never trapped basically. And I feel like the reason why people are more drawn to astrology is because it also helps them understand their specific role during the time right now. Because what you will, what you will realize if you look at people's charts and obviously I read people's charts is that mainly the people that have a lot of Aquarius or a lot of um, Capricorn in their chart and the generation like the Pluto in Scorpio generation and the Pluto in Sag to a certain degree, but most of Pluto in Scorpio and Pluto in Libra generation are really drawn to astrology because they are like right now in that mid twenties to mid thirties. And these are the people that literally will shape the new world, right? These are the way shows, the light workers. And especially when we talk about the Pluto and Scorpio generation, these are the people that bring the truth to the surface, right? And especially the truth relative to everything Capricorn, which is the structures of the world, the government, all of that. Everything that is being revealed right now is being revealed by these people. And it's just so, to me, honestly, interesting to observe like how these people with their imprints and their birth chart are actually doing their work if it's consciously or unconsciously. But obviously if they follow their own astrology chart, they would understand even more why they are so drawn to these topics. Yeah. So you mean to say it's just consciously or unconsciously, they're still doing the work. So yeah, I yeah. think you had a question there. Uh, uh, of course it is a free will. It is your choice, but at the end of the day, your so i think what you really want to say is that your true soul path of happiness fulfillment is actually in alignment with your astrology culture with your stars yeah. right 
Yeah, because the way I approach an astrology chart is really from the evolutionary standpoint. So Pluto would be the center. That's your soul. That's the planet of death, rebirth, transformation. So really the only reason you're here. And then we look at the nodes of the moon, which is the, you know, the path of your destiny and why it's the nodes of the moon that lead you towards your destiny. It's because the moon in this life is your ego structure. It's like the character you're playing in order to perceive the world through a specific lens. And that is the ultimate growth for you. So we talk about the south node of the moon and the north node of the moon because it's the evolution of that ego structure of that moon of that deeper personality and that transformation happens through the highest highest soul that you have and that's pluto in your chart so that's how that is really connected and yes of course you can always stay in your comfort zone which would be the south node of the moon right because it's cozy easy and peasy yes you can but at some point in your life you will still feel that there's something more to your life that it's just too comfortable and each and every single person will come to that point where you feel like well i want my life to be more i want my life to be you know more exciting or more challenging not just like playing it safe all the time right and that's when we really feel that inner calling of okay i actually have a north node i actually have a path of destiny i have a purpose to be here um because let's be real, life on earth is not unicorn and rainbows all the time. We are actually only here to learn. And if you don't learn anything, it might be boring, right? That leads to depression and that leads to being not satisfied. So these are strong indicators that you chose maybe the comfort and not the growth. And even though growth is painful sometimes, it's ultimately why we are here. And that's why it's also satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree so much. And, uh, yeah, that makes total sense because I think a lot of us tend to think that we uh, we are either, you know, really, really spiritual and so we believe in astrology and so we believe in all these laws of the universe. And if we are not, then we we get to kind of bypass it. But as you said, it's not the case. So I want you to talk a little bit about soul contracts and cosmic blueprints, because I think you said that there's a point where you will awaken what I might perceive to that there is something more to life, that there is a greater possibility that I can have more that I don't have to settle. Do you think these are the points which are like charted in our birth chart? It's like there, it's like a predestined point which has already been charted out in our destiny. And at that given time, we kind of wake up or recognize or realize. Because I saw you posted, I think yesterday on Instagram, something like, uh, it's not our responsibility to awaken people before they're ready. Yes. Yes. So 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you think the whole soul contracts play into our awakening? That's such a good question. And the best way to explain it is um, you're completely right that some people wake up in different stages of their life because maybe they need to go through specific things like dark nights of the soul, like depression and collect all of these experiences, right? Because they are part of their growth and you can't just take that off of them. It's like the caterpillar. You can't force them to fly now because they would, you know, die. It would not work. So they have to have their own time and pace and actually 
the time and pace the, cho the soul chose before coming into this world with that specific birth chart. A reason for that being is that we also have transits, right? We have transits. So, you know, obviously the birth chart is a snapshot when you are born, but then obviously the planets still move and move and move. And every time a planet moves and meets up with a personal planet in your birth chart or a planet, any planet in your birth chart, it's like activating, right? It's activating because the movement in the sky is meeting up, so to speak, with your birth planet, and that's activated some, activating something. And the most important activation points are, I mean, every, every transit is important, but when you have Pluto transits, for example, because Pluto is so slow moving, it will be with a specific planet in your natal chart for a long time, and it's death reverse transformation. So that can already indicate, okay, um, first of all, the choice for your soul to come into this life um, with that specific Pluto placement is really important because again, Pluto being the soul, but also because Pluto is so slow moving. So it means that Pluto will only hit specific areas in your chart and never the whole chart. It's just impossible because we don't live that long. And the same is true for Neptune and Uranus so for all the other planets. So you can already indicate by looking at the transits that this soul will have with, with the outer planets when they could wake up when it's likely to happen and when you know these outer planets hit specific um, points in their chart that are really you know destined for them to wake up or to have that spiritual awakening and again for some people it happens literally when they are five for some people it happens when they are 50 it just depends and again it's all part of their journey and even when it happens there's always a you know a highest and the lowest um expression of these transits when we talk about pluto transits what you can see in the world, we are all faced with the Pluto transit in Capricorn right now. And for some people it's devastating. And for some people it's liberation from, you know, the structures that are limiting us. So it's, it can always go two ways because that's, you know, referring to your question earlier. Yes, you have free will and you also have free will in how you take the transit and see the transit. And if you want to play the victim or if you say, okay, I'm say, I'm going to say challenge accepted and I'm going to grow from that. Yeah, and this, uh, I think you already answered that, but still, I, uh, what I have been seeing around me, so I think 10 or 20 years back, we had a lot of light workers, indigo workers indigo children who were uh, probably in there who are now in their 40s and 50s, who were probably doing the light work, like really being on yeah. this, the public domain, talking about spirituality at that time. And now what I'm seeing around is people are like, with every passing day, I just see so many people waking up, just like people in their late uh, teenage years, people in their early 20s. It's like they're already awakened and they're stepping into their soul mission. Whereas I see people around me, uh, people in their late 20s, early 30s, uh, kind of like uh, were a part of the matrix system and then broke free and then uh, started or stepped into their soul mission and then there are another there is like this another set of people who have been as I said just doing the work for so long why do you think right now uh, more and more people are waking up like so early and really like already doing the work already being out there already living a life from their most conscious awakened state is it because we really need more light workers at this time like, because it's just a pattern which I have just observed around me. 
let me know if this is just around me or this is something which you also have been observing around you. Such a good question. And it's actually, you're completely right. I actually saw that image in a meditation a couple of weeks ago um, where I saw the earth and I saw so many light bulbs popping on every single second. Like it, it's, it's mind blowing. And I feel that also in my heart that there are so, there's so much light and it's so interesting because obviously we are literally in a really, really weird, I guess, place in, in, in humanity, society, the earth, especially when we think about, you know, when all of that started in March, where we really were confused and everything. But now it feels like actually we found our light through that darkness, right? And I feel like the reason that is happening is yes because we need more light of course um because we are also really cosmically supported at this time and also we have to understand that a lot of souls uh, are so excited to be here because finally the world is moving into the direction that we always wanted to happen so there are a lot of souls being like yes i'm going to sign up for 2020 in the years to come because it's such an exciting time ahead of us so i want to be part of it right whereas you know a couple of years back Society was not ready. We were not ready. But now we are at the point where we are ready, right? Where we are ready to really step into our light, to not let us hold, let anything hold us back anymore. And that's why you see more people incarnating, being light workers and, and doing their work and having an easier ride, so to speak, stepping into that um, cosmic blueprint, their own truth, especially because the, the people that you were referring to are part of the Pluto in Sag generation, where it's all about transforming your belief system. That's why these people are here, transforming belief systems. And they are activated right now too, where they finally are like, okay, I can speak my truth. That's amazing. I'm going to transform the way we believe, the way we see the world even, um, and all of that, right? And that, again, that's where you see that Pluto is really the soul. It's like the Libra generation started transforming relationships. Then it's the Scorpio generation transforming or like bringing all of these secrets to the surface in order to get purged and in order to transform darkness into light. And then it's the Sag generation being like, okay, now we can establish a new truth, a truth that is more in alignment with our soul. I absolutely, absolutely loved that because I think it's just so exciting. I think exciting is the word for that because yes, uh, yes I think, um, and I think a lot of people do feel like, like, you know, how I think when you just see it on this global perspective, like how, you know, people in their 40s or 50s might be like the generation these days, they have it easier. Or probably people who've already done the spiritual work, right, have gone through their longest, darkest night of the souls. And now you see all these new kids, if I should say, popping up and like already in healed and like ready to just serve. And what I understand with the next generation being the rainbow children, I think they would already be born with these gifts. These were still like what we have right now. These are still people who are like in their late teens or early 20s and already doing it. As you said, it's all about transforming that belief system. Uh, do you really think will there come a time where the next, where some generation will actually be, they don't have to do the healing work and they would be actually like, just popped out onto this planet, ready to heal, ready to do the work with their spiritual gifts on and online. Yeah, 100%. And in fact, we are all born like that. We are all born like that. But then again, society and everything conditioned us to be separated from our gifts because babies, when they are born, um, I actually saw that a couple of, 
I think I listened to that and it made me think about babies when they are born, how their um, forehead is so soft, you know, and that's their third eye still being relaxed and open. And they have like all of these gifts already, like they come with these gifts to the planet because we are all born with these gifts. It's not that we have to work hard for them. It's actually our natural state of being. We are just separated from that natural state of being. Um, so of course, if there's less conditioning from society, there won't be a lot of healing work to do. And, you know, a lot of people would then ask like, what, what's the point of being on the planet then? And I feel like the new point of this planet is actually for humans to enjoy their intergalacticness, like to understand that we actually have these gifts and can operate in the very same way that other light beings can work because we are also light beings. And that's where we have to understand that the earth is not separate from the universe, right? It's, it's a part of the universe. It's not like this alien planet, quote unquote, where humans are just so earthy and so, you know, this is the earth and this is like the universe and it's so separate. No, it's actually, I mean, earth is floating around in the universe too. Like, why do we make such a big deal of this is a completely different planet and aliens are so out there? Like, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. And that's something that we will wake up to too. And that's when we will probably see technology rise, especially moving everything into Aquarius, where we really, really understand what our bodies, our human bodies are all capable of. Because it's not a coincidence that we have 90% of junk DNA, right? That's not, I mean, as if 90% of our body would be for nothing, for the trash we will realize so many things about what we are actually capable of. And that happens after, you know, we are not sort of like distracted by the healing work that we have to do first. I love this so, so, so much because I think right now I'm really having these so many like light bulb moments because everything is like fitting in there and everything is making so much sense because yes, I think we sometimes get distracted and we sometimes, as you said, Maybe there might be a time where we don't have to do the healing work. And so, as I can perceive, our purposes can evolve over the time. And is also one of my questions is like, uh, do you think our purpose, it's, it's limited to our career choices, what we do for a living? What do you really think that's of the a, purpose? <laughs> that's such a good question. And I have a really bold statement about that, to be honest. And that might be my sad rising, speaking my intuitive truth. But I feel like our only job on this planet is, again, the evolution of our ego and the evolution of, or like aligning our ego with our soul, finding back home. That's, that's the only purpose we are separated from source is to find our way back. And it might sound like really plain and simple. And obviously if we look out there in the world, it's not that simple, even though it sounds, or not that easy. It sounds simple and it is simple, but it's not easy. So that's our real job. That's what we have to work on every single day. But the truth is that for centuries, we've been distracted from that work um, because we were, you know, fed sort of like a system where, no, your job is actually to go to a nine to five job, to earn money, to all of these earthly things, right? To distract you even more and even more from your soul because that's how we can control you, right? because then you don't are you are not in your power you're not in your light and it was just a distraction again and the real work you're here to do always is that soul contract fulfilling that soul contract with the universe that's the only work that you 
are here to do. And sometimes it means that it will impact other people that you're here to be, uh, you know, an influencer in that sense, or I don't like, you know, the world influencer might not be the best choice, like a light worker, you know, someone who lives by example. And sometimes it's you just enjoying nature and all of these things. So it can look, you know, in, it can really, really be expressed in different ways. Not everyone is born to be an online entrepreneur because of that, right? That has nothing to do with that. But again, the evolution of your ego, that's the real work you're here to do. That's the job. Yeah, again, everything is making so much sense because I think right now, uh, and just speaking out of my own experience as someone who has really stepped into fully like last year, a little before last year, and I have been witnessing and observing all around me the online space, you know, how the online entrepreneurship works, how the soulpreneurship works, and how being a spiritual uh, leader or a spiritual entrepreneur works. Like it's still all coming together. And I think sometimes, as you said, we can get distracted, even when we are like apparently doing the soul work doing our soul businesses in our spiritual business we can still get a little distracted because yeah. we are still undoing maybe our old patterns and belief systems so uh yeah that brings me to the next question is like how can we then find out what our real soul contract or soul purpose is if it's not just limited to what we do for a living I mean, yeah, I would always refer to astrology. It's just the easiest way to find it out. But it's also like if you don't want to dive into astrology, the easiest way is actually to follow your excitement as well. That's something Bashar talks a lot about. Um, that's a really amazing channel that I follow. And the reason for that is that excitement is the language of your soul. There are really only two vibrations that you can be in. It's love and fear or it's excitement or uneasiness i want to say and the more you follow your excitement you will be on the right path yeah. right but the, the the key here is to not expect anything to or to to think about the outcome just to go with the flow so to speak the flow of your emotions right because what emotions really are are guides from your from the universe because it's energy in motion energy that puts you in some sort of motion it can be an exciting Thing that moves you into a specific direction or it can be you know uneasiness that that definitely tells you that's not the right direction to choose right so that's how emotions work they are literally you are not your emotions that's something humans have to learn too they are just like streaming into your field to push you into a spe specific direction to guide you either in yes this is the right path because it excites you or no that's probably not in alignment with your soul contract don't go there or change something yeah and how do you think it fits into according to astrology like uh just to have a little glimpse of it mm -hmm. um so when we talk about astrology again i would always refer to the moon's nodes right the destiny point is always the north node in your chart then you could also look at the ruler of your north node and that's a little bit more advanced and obviously when you think about the north node you want to look at the sign and the house placement so the house is always the area in your life where you want to move into and the south node is always the exact opposite so the exact opposite house and sign um that could already indicate okay this is the path that i'm on and then obviously also speaking about pluto right pluto is the soul in your chart because it's so slow moving it's a generational theme doesn't mean that the generation has the same purpose like every single one no what 
it's really important here is to look at the house placement of your Pluto sign because it tells you the story of, okay, this is the transformation that I am here to make. Like this area in my life is really impacted. And then you would always look at the Pluto sign, but also the opposite um, house and sign as well. And that's like the integration because every, everything in astrology is about coming to the core, right? Coming to the center. And that only happens if you see both both sides of the spectrum so the polarity here is always important to take into consideration in order to move towards that balance midpoint aspect that would be the core the center because you can always see yourself as the, at the center of your birth chart and you obviously want to go to the center yeah so for example if i have my north node in sagittarius because i do yeah so uh is that like enough for me to find out like okay so what i as, as someone who is not really an astrologer or who is not so deeply into astrology, but I can like, I know where my placements are. So how can I like really figure out like, why do you think, is it just like what the traits of Sagittarians are? Like being an explorer, yeah. being an adventurer. Yes, yes. Um, you would look into, you know, what, what does that really mean? And then definitely see what resonates with you. But also, again, look at the house placement. That's so important. Like, where is Sag in your chart? Because I have a Sag rising, uh, yeah, Sag rising, but also Sag North node in my first house. So there is a story about myself and relationships. And when we speak about the South node then in Gemini, it's about lifetimes, lifetimes of absorbing information, data, and um, all of that, right? You, you have a lot of knowledge and, and yeah, knowledge basically inside of you. But in this lifetime, Sagittarius, it's about applying that knowledge, making your own experiences and then coming up with your own truth. And that's then what you want to share and bring out there in the world. And then obviously you want to look into the house in order to find out, okay, this is the area where this journey is, I guess, the amplified, right? For me, it's again, seventh house south node. So it's a, about moving away from codependent relationships and from feeling like I need other people to tell me what to do or what not to do. Um, and now it's living my own truth, living according to my own beliefs, um, because it's all the first house and seeing that I have my own truth and that I can own my own truth. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Because now when I think of it, yes, I think uh, my karmic lesson is always to like, okay, you know enough, because I'm an avid mm. reader, and I'm just like, always out to learn more, seek more. I am definitely someone who would have like, books and books and courses and stuff. And I just like scan. But then I but, think, as you said, the challenge is to put it out there, right? But you're Virgo rising, right? My Virgo rising, but my uh, North Node is in uh, Sag and my South Node is in Gemini. Yeah, the reason I ask is because the rising sign in that context is important too. And what I can instantly pick up from you is that, you know, with the Virgo rising, you the, the, the energy of Virgo really has to rise in your consciousness in order to, you know, facilitate that journey towards your North Node. And what does that mean in context with that Sag North Node? Well, Virgo can go two ways. It can be overanalyzing only seeing the things that you still need to improve, still need to learn more, like still, you know, more and more and more because you pay attention to all the little details and the positive quality of that Virgo or the supportive quality of that Virgo rising could be to analyze everything that you know from the past and then to pick out the cherries that make sense to you and your truth that resonate with you. And then the ultimate highest expression of Virgo rising is to serve, right? It's serving the world, it's healing. 
that's that's what it is that's the ultimate journey to heal people with the truth that you are then speaking because you analyzed everything you know right gemini south node and now you use it to heal people with your own truth yes i i, I think that just like makes so much sense and, and it also kind of makes me relieved that i think i'm on the right path <laughs> Your Pisces son is supporting you too, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I think uh, I just want you to kind of touch upon a little bit on Cosmic Blueprint. Uh, because I have been hearing about this a lot. And I don't know if it's directly tied to a conversation or not. But I have been seeing it as something which people are really referring to. And I would just want you to touch on like how is it connected to us? What is it really about? And how can we learn more about it? So the cosmic blueprint is just another word for your birth chart. And my understanding, it's, it's like the cosmic blueprint is your birth chart. It's your soul contract. It's all the same, so to speak. It's, you know, what you as a soul decided to experience when you come here to this earth plane, right? And this incarnation, that's your cosmic blueprint because it's, you know, the energy and the qualities you bring with you from a past life that support you, um, but also show you where you need to grow and evolve still, right? Where you still have lessons to learn. That's all part of your cosmic blueprint and your soul contract with the universe. And the reason I say that is because your higher self sort of like send you here to earth in order to play the role of this human self, right? To have these experiences and that in the end, um, really, really, you know, facilitates the growth of the whole universe because we are all obviously connected to come from one source. So each and every puzzle piece, um, being the humans here on earth, puzzle pieces, right? Are puzzle pieces to evolving the whole collective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So which just brings me to almost my last question. Uh, and I can just feel a lot of people might have this question as well. And me being a teacher of manifestation and mindset. Uh, it's probably one of my questions as well, right? Uh, the important, I think we all like, because whatever I see people around me, the question, the immediate questions are like, uh, when will I meet the love of my life? When will I get married? Or when will I start my business? Or when will I have that money? The milestones, which we humans perceive as the destinations, uh, are these again, because we see a lot of people uh, saying manifest X amount of like, that's not my style, but I've seen it happening a lot uh, in 10 days and 20 days or do this. So do you think we really have that amount of force or power available to us? Yes. Like that's one thing that humans really need to learn here on this earth plane that there's no limitation to you. Like you are born to be a creator. So actually in every single second of your life, you create the life around you. And we don't want to take that responsibility on us because we are like, no, I didn't create that. That's shitty, but actually you did. Yes, you did. And um, so yeah, you can totally manifest everything. And I don't like the word manifestation. I like the word creation because you are again, born as a creator. So you create every experience in your life. And the human side of you doesn't like that all the time, but your higher self knows it's, it's there for a reason. So even the hardships and the things that even don't work out, if you want to have love and it, it goes completely the opposite way, you created that in order to learn something. So yeah. you create at any given moment in your life, you create. So 
you can totally manifest everything. But the reason people are not able to manifest most of the time is because they believe more in their lack than in their abilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's always because and, and don't you think somewhere that's also one of our learning experiences we probably signed up for because I mean, when I look back at my life, and I think uh, I wouldn't have been here without making so called mistakes, because there are no mistakes. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, if I wouldn't have taken those detours, I don't think I would have been here doing this. Uh, what I'm doing right now, experiencing what I'm doing right now uh, without those lessons. So in a way, our detours can also be destined or we can create our own detours because we know somewhere it might serve us. And then after a point, we get fed up of our own patterns, <laughs> I think. And that's when we kind of like desire to ask for a change or make that shift, right? Yeah, because the truth is that humans up until this point only learn when they are at a rock bottom moment so you already know if you are in a rock bottom moment if things go sideways that you are actually doing your work right now because you're learning from it so it might be hard in the situation but it's always when you look back i have never met someone that could not make sense of their hardships at the end like looking back in hindsight it always makes sense but still we are like oh my god if i do have to experience that i'm like well, that's probably teaching you something. It's a learning lesson. And I can speak from my own experience as, you know, someone who works a lot with like shadows and darkness and um, obviously impacts people. The best content I ever created was in the darkest moment of my life. So even that is like, you know, and I know that this is really when I can touch people and um, wake people up with like the darkest moments of my life and what I've learned from that, like how I shifted myself back into um, alignment with my soul, right? Because most of the time it's just the ego acting out, wanting something, uh, expe uh, expecting something, wanting to control the universe, so to speak, right? Instead of trusting that you are guided all the time. And it's, it's the same thing with manifestation where we want to have these uh, specific things but we don't even ask ourselves why because if you would explore like the deeper reason you want to manifest love you want to manifest money it's never about the thing that's just the surface it, it goes deeper and if you can satisfy the deeper root of it you would not even want that manifestation anymore right and sometimes it's the universe also protecting us from distractions if we would have that manifestation right so that, that's, yeah, my take on that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Makes sense. Because as you said, like, uh, if I also look back, uh, I somewhere feel that our desires also fulfill our soul contracts and our spiritual healing contracts, if that's the word. Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, if, like, for example, if I wouldn't have a specific desire, I wouldn't have gone through what I did and learned the lessons or did my shadow work or did my spiritual healing. Uh, of course, after a point, it becomes about doing it for yourself, doing it for healing. But when I was not aware of it, uh, for me, the desires kind of like call you or spark that desire or that beginning of your spiritual evolution or your spiritual journey or your healing journey. That's such a good point. I actually want to comment on that um, because I've been, I mean, the concept of desires is something I talk about a lot about actually um, because 
there are two, I always see like we have two desires. We have the Pluto desires, the desires of your soul, and then you have the Venus desires, which is the earthly desires, let's just say it like that. And sometimes the soul, Pluto, uses these earthly desires only to make you move into a specific direction. Doesn't mean that at the end of the day you will get to that desire, but it was just the only intention for this earthly desire was to move you into a specific direction, right? But humans then sometimes get so attached to that specific outcome that they are like self-sabotaging their growth and understanding that, you know, it's really just because you want to prove yourself that you're so powerful to manifest that makes us want to have it, you know, even though it's maybe not even fulfilling. And that's where you see a lot of people um, having all of a sudden the job, the relationship, um, the money, the career, whatever, but they're still not happy. Like the most successful people sometimes are the most depressed people. Why is that? It's because of that. Yeah. And I think that's why in some retrospect, you should be able to manifest what you really want so that you then know, is it really what you even want? And I think that's why a lot of us do manifest a lot quicker. Yeah. Like I would say, because my act, because my desires previously were not so aligned, I would manifest so quickly a lot of things mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, but I don't want this, <laughs> but I wouldn't have known unless I would have really experienced the contrast of it yeah so i think that that's also it really depends on the soul soul's journey for some people actually that's the learning lesson of their life to be like instant manifestors but only to realize that these things are not fulfilling and for yeah. some people it means that you never you're never able to manifest anything in your life just in order to learn that you have to release the attachment to manifesting like you know it can go two ways you yeah. it, not every single soul has to say. Yeah, and I've had both the experiences, yeah. honestly. Uh, the former one in my career, I've always manifested like this. And in my relationships, uh, the latter one, because for me, the lesson was to learn detachment, trusting, and yeah. actually go and do the whole spiritual healing shadow work, which I wouldn't have done if it wasn't the, what do I say, spark for me. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely love this conversation, Kathy. I can't wait to put this out because I feel we have so many in, uh, inspirational and uh, I think light bulb moments here, which will, I'm sure, which will really like spark something in anyone who hears this. So I'm really excited. Uh, thank you so much for being here and being a part of this. I truly honor your time and uh, I, truly enjoyed it and learned a lot today i'm so happy thank you for opening the space and for the conversation i think it's so timely and so important for everyone to hear and also healing so yeah thank you for the invitation thank you Wow, that was a delicious conversation with Kathy. If you like this podcast and have some feedback to share, please leave me a review on Apple Podcast. For more spiritual inspiration and mindset tips, follow me at Dream Life Lounge on Instagram. As always, I'm sending you so much love on your personal growth journey and hoping to connect with you soon in my next podcast.